7 o'clock, Sunday night. Time for the sports phone. All right, Sunday night, 7 o'clock, time for another edition of the Sports Phone here on KZYX. Jerry in Portland, Jim in the studio. Uh, so here's a little fun fact before I, I let Jim start talking here. Uh, so, well, I guess I guess this is more of a statement that I'll just go right back to you, Jim. The show kind of snuck up on us here. We were doing prep, and then all of a sudden we looked, and it was 6.58. It was, uh, I don't know, the... It, they gave us an extra 58 seconds of the sports phone tonight. Yeah. Are we that popular that they they took, maybe on the media, called up and said, oh, we like that sports fan. Let's give them an extra minute. <laughs> I wish. I wish we were that popular, but I don't think that's the case. Uh, what's new? Anything, uh, anything exciting to discuss and, and talk about? June, uh, anything? June 12th, 2022. It rained almost a little more, less than a half an inch today at our house. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it rained once the Friday before Wild Iris, which would, would have been last weekend. In, in my 30 years here, 30 plus years here, it's never rained June 12th um, since I've it been is, here. It is already the wettest June in ever in Portland, or like the wettest June in the last 80 years or something like that. So I think we're Portland. getting that same moisture except you're yeah. when when you get three inches we get a quarter yeah huh. all right all well, right let's, well let's... welcome everybody to the sports phone uh looking forward to another week of talk here if you are new to the show let me kind of go through what's uh on the agenda here today uh jim and i are sports fans we are sports participants coaches uh, jim's done a little bit of officiating in his time um we love taking the time uh, out of our days to talk about sports pretty much every day i think jim and i have some conversation that is some uh, sports related in some way shape or form we'd like to spend this one hour a week on the air with the kzyx listening audience to let you get involved in the conversation, whatever you'd like to talk about, as long as it is going on in the world of sports in some way or shape, give us a call about it. We look forward to talking about it. It can be professional sports, uh, college sports, high school sports, controversies, questions, topics, quizzes, trivia, anything you want to talk about, as long as it is sports related, give us a call and we are here to talk about it. The number to do that is 707-895-895. 2448. Looking forward to hearing what anyone out there in the listening audience wants to talk about going on in the world of sports. Jim and I have topics. We have stuff we are prepared to talk about, but we want you, the listeners, to drive the show. If you have anything you want to talk about, change the subject, interrupt, add to what we're talking about, whatever you want to do, uh, you can do that by calling 707-895-2448. One of my favorite things to say, Chair, is because I listen, you know, I I listen on my way home from work and on my way to work, and I catch a lot of the call-in shows, and they always make up. And you know, doesn't matter what the show is, they usually give out the rules like you just get, did, which we basically don't have any, except it has to be about sports. But um, they usually say on most of the talk shows on KZWX is uh, we don't encourage double dipping. Give us a call, and maybe at the end, if you want to call back, well, we encourage. Start a topic, listen to the comments, give a call back, um, double dipping, triple dipping. If we got room for you, you're welcome to call as many times as you want in in one week. Um, I've got 
I've got nothing else really uh, on my agenda. Let's get. You want to get started with this day in sports? Uh, yeah, go for it. If we've got uh, nothing else to talk about, let's uh, let's go for it. We'll take calls, 707-895-2448. Last week at this time, I was ready to do this day at sports, and I never got to it. Um, in 1880, on this day, which happens to be June 12th, and it rained today in Mendocino County. I'm going to assume you mean 1980? 1880. <laughs> That's not on my list. <clears throat> yeah, it's, um, it's, it was on my list. Uh, hold on one second. Oh, come on. I'm on the wrong day. I'm on June 5th. Now I'm on June 12th. I'm with June you now. June 12th, 1880. The Wor... How do you, do you say it? Worcester? Worcester? It's Worcester, yeah. Worcester Ruby Legs. That's the, that's the name of the team. I don't know what Ruby Legs mean. Red Legs? The Worcester Red Legs. That makes sense. Um, I don't know why. Um, West Richmond... Pitched the first, and this is Major League Baseball, MLB. Um, whatever MLB was in 1880, uh, Mr. Richmond gets credit of pitching the first perfect games. And for non-sports fans or uh, sports fans that don't know the details, a perfect game is when you get every batter out in a row. No one reaches bases. No one gets walked. There's no errors. No one reaches bases. 27 people come up. 27 people are out. That's 1880. Um, and now with pitchers. Uh, before, before you go past that one, Jim, do you know how many perfect games there are in the history of baseball? The history of the MLB? Yeah. 117. Okay. It's a little bit lower than that. How many is it? 23. Wow, wasn't there one this year? Uh, I'd have to pull up the list. Boy, uh, boy, if if you if you had how many close, almost perfect games there is, there's probably thousands. The last perfect game thrown was in 2012. Really? Yeah. It was by Felix Hernandez uh, at Safeco Field in Seattle. So to understand the difference, this is nothing like a no-hitter. There's thousands of no-hitters pitched, but perfect games, not so many. 23 in the history. 316, uh, not thousands for no-hitter. 316? I'll, 316. I'll go with that. 1922, June 12th, 1922. The Saint, I like this one, the St. Louis Cardinals baseball. Ten straight hits in a game. Now I want to know if that's a record. I want to know if it is. If it isn't a record, I want to know who's beat that in one. I don't know if that means it has to be in one. I guess it has to be in one inning. No, it. No, it has to be in one inning. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. How many hits? Um, Ten straight hits. Nineteen twenty-two on June twelfth. I'm guessing that's never happened again. That might Colorado be. Rockies in 2010 set the record for 11 consecutive hits. So they beat this one, and so that that record held for over a hundred years. Yeah, and it was only broken by one hit. Huh. 1984. Okay, and this one I wanted to bring in. This this is just. Um, Normally, this would not be a big one, but but this personally has a lot 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 of uh, insecurities with me. 19, <laughs> 1984, the Celtics beat the Lakers four to three, 
at that point in my life. Well, four games to three. Four games to, to three. To win an NBA championship. To win an NBA championship in 1984, the Celtics beat the Lakers. Now, I'm a Laker fan. Yes. Hardcore, my whole life. And it's like the Yankees and the Red Sox. I don't think I could cheer for the Red Sox because I love the Yankees, and that's a major... Um, a major rivalry. Well, the same with the Celtics and the Lakers, but this year has changed. I want the Celtics to beat the Warriors. I never dreamed I would vote for the Celtics. Ever. For any reason. So it turns out, I must not like the Warriors more than I like the, <laughs> like the Lakers. If you put this on, a, that's the only logical reason. I'm into math and logic is the fact that I want the Warriors to lose to the Celtics must mean that I dislike the Warriors more than I like the Lakers. So this had nothing to do with 1984. You just used that as a way to yeah. pigeonhole in talking about the NBA Finals. It was a segue into saying, <laughs> it, to just, just to let people know, I'm a Laker fan cheering for the Celtics. I want to know if any Yankee fans, I want to know if any Dodger fans ever cheer for the Giants for any reason. Sure. Or, or, do, do, or if the Giants are... If the Giants beat the Dodgers and get into the World Series, will you, then you as a Dodger fan cheer for the Giants? That's a legitimate question, Jer. Yeah, that's a fair question. Yeah, so that's what I'm asking here. 707-895-2448. Um, how strong of a fan are you? Will you vote for... <laughs> will you root for one of your rivals' teams to beat another team for any reason? That that's all I got to say about that, and that's 1984. The and and you want to just mention now the 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 score of the Celtics. It's two to two, right? Celtics yeah. versus the Warriors. Game five is in Golden State. I know it's it's in San Francisco, which is Golden yeah. State, but I I usually wanted to say Oakland, but they're now in San Francisco. Oakland's losing everybody, Jer. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Jeez, they've lost the. Uh, yeah, and that's in San Francisco tomorrow. Tomorrow. tomorrow um... Here, here's one thing I'll say without going into the like analyzing the series because I think there's been plenty of analysis done in other places. Oh, yeah. Why are these games starting at nine o'clock Eastern time in Boston? There's only the, one... the games in Boston. It was like I, I just had gotten in the rhythm of okay, East Coast playoff game. I get to go to dinner at four thirty, five o'clock, and watch the game. Yeah. These games are starting at six o'clock here, nine o'clock in Boston. Like that's that seems a very aggressive. Like to for for we're putting TV ratings above all else. We don't care what the local start time is. I don't. I don't know where you've been the last last fifteen years. I mean, I I don't remember when local. Local t local fans going to a game had any any say in when when the game. But I don't, what I'm saying is that it hasn't happened. What I'm saying is that is that it hasn't happened though like at all in these playoffs until the finals. Like if you had an East Coast oh. game, it started at like seven at the latest, like seven eight o'clock. So you were dealing with four or five o'clock start times. That nobody's going to it. Like who goes? To, that's weird. Like, if you're mentally preparing as a fan for a nine o'clock tip, like you're you're going to work, you're doing your whole day, you're you're eating dinner. You, it's just weird. That seems like too late for me. I, I think 
I think people that grow up on the East Coast are used to it. Hello, they Collier. probably are. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Call. You're on the air. <laughs> hey guys, how we doing? Hey Vince. Hey. Uh, so for, first thing first, uh, <clears throat> this year North Carolina beat Duke in the Final Four. Uh, obviously, as a Duke fan, y you don't like North Carolina. Yeah. But I rooted for them to beat Kansas. And my thinking on that is, I'd rather lose to the champion than to lose to the, the team that loses the championship. You know, so it, it kind of just ties into that kind of mentality for me uh, when it comes to rooting for your rival. You know, in that situation. So th there's an example of rooting for your rival for you. Um, and, and on the next topic, Jerry, one of the, my favorite things about moving to the West Coast is these games start at six o'clock. Right. <laughs> and I get to actually enjoy the whole game. And it's only like nine o'clock when it's over. So, I'm, yeah. you know, it's, 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 not, it's not midnight. I mean, I, I used to hate being a kid and I, I had to go to bed by nine. So I couldn't watch half of, you know, the end of most of the big games that I wanted to watch when I was a kid. It was, it was terrible. It was like yeah. it was torture. So like for, for, for us, it doesn't really matter. I'm just, I feel bad for the East Coast, like that you have to go, that you're going to a basketball game that's starting at nine o'clock at night. Yeah, I, I, no, I think you're both overanalyzing this. I, if you're like Vin, Vince is a little kid on the in Florida, me is a is a kid in New York. Jerry, you never had this experience. I haven't. I know. So, if you grew up there like Vince and I did, it's it's like it's like if you grew up in Vermont, you don't necessarily think the snow is bad because you've never had, a, you've never lived in a climate without the snow. Sure. That's so fair. then you move to California. This is this could be me t about me, and I say, oh, I don't need those shoes anymore, and it's, it's sort of nice. I don't need the boots, and hey, I can watch this game at five o'clock instead of six. But when you don't know the option, um, it's not that big a deal. Is that fair, Vince? That's fair. It was just a, a bummer for me because I had a, a strict dad who wouldn't allow me to stay up late to watch the game. So I, I literally had to miss. A lot of you know Super Bowls, a lot of NBA championships, whatever it was. I I didn't get to watch them because they they started too late and they finished too late. So yeah, I was used to it, but it was still frustrating. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's it's kind of interesting. It definitely is a, a, a perk to living out here at least start times for sure. Um, I, I will. Yeah. Last thing I'll say, Vince, and then I'll then I'll let you. If you had something else you want to bring up. On the opposite end of that's of the spectrum of this, there was nothing better than watching Monday night or Sunday night football at two o'clock in the afternoon when I was in Hawaii. That was one of the <laughs> most my most favorite experiences ever. I was done with Sunday night football when it was time to go out for dinner. I know it was fantastic. Nice. Jerry, do you remember nice. watching? Jerry, do you remember we used to watch the NBA finals at, at like ten in the morning in Hawaii? Yeah, yes, yeah. it's the best. Oh, that that is great. No, I, I mean I, I love the the nine o'clock in the morning college football, or seven um, in the morning coffee yeah. and some football. I love it. Now that's 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 the perfect combination. Um, I you know I had a, I had a couple things. Obviously, I think it's important that we we touch on you know where the Brittany Griner situation is. You know, I was reading up on that a little bit today. It sounds like they're making some some progress, um, at least as far as being able to see her more often and communicate her more often from the embassy. So that's that's a positive. Um, and another thing that I thought was just an interesting topic is, I don't know if you've seen the video of the, um, the lightning fan getting completely knocked out, cold cocked, uh, sucker punched by the Ranger fans. 
after the, 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 the Lightning won in New York. And it just made me think of what, you know, what's the craziest fan interaction you've ever seen in a sporting event? Because it seems like, you know, obviously it's the overreaction, the maybe alcohol is involved, whatever. And it just seems like those stories are popping up more and more. You know, it always happens with the Dodger-Giants game or something. And, you know, just, just an interesting thing that I find to be sad and disappointing that it happens. But, you know, what, what, what is the, the craziest sports fan interaction thing that you've ever seen? It's funny, Vince. Uh, Dodgers-Giants, I feel like it's at least once a year if not more, that that, that that happens. And and I'm not like, maybe it's because we're on the West Coast and I'm, I, and there's a little bit more about that, but I feel like that one, like I said, happens somewhat regularly. Um, The worst fan interaction I've ever had, I don't know, fan to fan, I can't think of any didn't, didn't off you, the top of my head. Didn't we have a crazy one in Point Arena with you? No, not well, that wasn't fan a fan. fan. That wasn't a fan. That, that was right. fan to player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've had fan yeah. to player, but I'm tr- I, I can't think of anything that, that that I've been at that got out of hand or aggressive. Like I've been to some Raider games. There's fan to player. I, there's never an issue there. Um, Vince, does fan to player include in this, or is this just fan to fan? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm okay with that. It's still, it's still the, the the crazy, you know, overreactive fan who literally has no impact on the game pretty much at all, but just just does something foolish or insane, you know, during the game. It's like it, it always drives me crazy when 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 you know you see fans getting kicked out of games for something stupid to a player or touching a player or throwing balls. I guess in the, uh, what was it? The sun series where the one, the Dallas fan, like accosted Chris Paul's mother in the stand, right. you know, like right. there's just, it's just interesting to me how these things happen and, and why. Who got bottles of water thrown at him, Jer? Uh, there was a few. <laughs> I mean, like, that's not me trying to like, in the same game that was, it, was, it wasn't I, that I think, long I think ago. Westbrook had a few thrown at him. Yeah. Something like, that. um, the, well, the not, one that I remember most recently, this was not on. This was a, something I saw on Twitter, and this was not fan to player or fan to fan. This was fan to official. Uh, Jim, same I doubt thing. you saw this. Vince, did you see the clip that was going around on Twitter of the little league umpire that stopped and ended the game and looked at the parent and said, "You did this because you like just because you couldn't just sit there and enjoy the game. This is on you." So he quit the game. You mean? Yeah, the, an umpire stopped a game and ended it and then turned around, looked at the parent and said, this is your fault, basically. Good, wow. for, them. Good for them. Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> very, they just walked off the field. Oh, that, I, I, was, I did not see that, but wow. <laughs> I was involved with one. Section 6, New York State, j- just for you and uh, – I'm not sure anyone else cares, but you and Vince, this would be like NCS playoffs, Section 6. Mm-hmm. So and and we were the biggest school, the I don't know if D one D six whatever we were the in the in the group of the biggest schools, and our six eleven center was shooting a foul shot. We were playing Hutch Tech, um, Hutch Technical School from Buffalo, New York City School, and uh, a fan ran out of the stands like a a five seven fan. Jumped up on our seven footer shooting a foul shot, wrapped his legs around his waist, and broke his nose. 
with a punch. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> and, and the game was stopped. He went in the locker room. He came back out with tape. And um, they emptied out the fans and let us finish the game. And uh, Wow. This was part of the argument sometimes. Okay, now we're going to play games with no fans at all. And that's when, like, you got to start drawing them. What's a point of sports if you can't if you if fans aren't oh. allowed to watch? It's like it's like know. watching every sport in the bubble again, <laughs> except without television. Yeah, exactly. You don't have all the fans on the screens. Seven oh seven seven oh seven eight nine five two four four eight. Um, give us a call. We still have Vince on here. He's he's sort of hanging with us right now. Someone wants to to call in and take over. We we love to hear it. Um, that story ended with us winning section six in the next, we, we won that game and then our, uh, got another call Vince and then our, um, sounds good. And then our, our team, uh, won the next game and won section six. Hello caller you're on the air. Hi. Well, we did this two years ago, but now that you moved to Sunday nights, it's still the stay in sports. June 12th, Doc Ellis. What did he do? Tri trivia question. June 12th, are you telling us the year? Uh, 1970. 1970? I don't know. I, I, I looked at all the ones. June 12th, 1970. Pirates. I... Is that I, Jim, if you want to guess, you're more than welcome to. I, I happen to have it. I had the website pulled up still. Is he so the, is he the I, guy I, that, I know what happened. Is he the guy that pitched on LSD? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Jerry. Make a comment here. I, I got to uh, take a quick break. Uh, he threw he threw a no hitter. Uh, so he threw one of the 316 no hitters, uh, two nothing game against the Padres in San Diego. And it's funny. I, I think the real one of the reasons this no hitter is impressive. Is I like the no hitters when the games are close. So he didn't do it in like a blowout where he was up ten nothing or something. This was a close game, two nothing, and he threw a new hitter. No hitters, pretty impressive. So, so. Did he like before the game? Did they did they, like announce? Okay, this. Pitch, oh, you don't care pitch. about the no hitter. You just want to talk about the LSD part. <laughs> Is, did they tell this? Did they tell the world that he's going in there pitching on LSD, or did they just no, disclose it. it at the end? It was. It was. It, he did. He actually did it by accident. He didn't realize he was pitching that night, and he had done that. Oh. Accident, and then somebody said, "You know, you're pitching tonight." And he hopped on an airplane and he flew. And no, nobody knew that he was high until after the game. Huh. Great, great, great call. June, June 12th, okay. 1970. Thank you. So unless you change the night that you do sports, so that's not the last time I'm going to call and tell you about Doc Ellis. I love it. Call back tonight if you want. Let me, let me, I got <laughs> I another call. I love it. I got another okay, call. I'm going to take call back anytime. We love your calls. You're on the air. Yeah, I'm kind of curious, you know, when I hear you, you know, talking about your love of one team and hate of another team, I've always been a, sort of a student of human behavior, you know, what makes us like something or not like something or pick an allegiance that sometimes we'll even die for. And, you know, I've seen it in religion, you know, and I've seen even people that had bad things happen to them in that religion. 
you know, they wind up still being, a lot of people still being religious. I see it in political parties where the party will change when somebody was a Republican 50 years ago and then they're looking all their beliefs and now they're no longer in the Republican Party. And, you know, that, those belief systems aren't. And, but they still are a Republican because they're a Republican. And when I look at something like NBA, I look for a team that has a certain style of play that I like. Constant movement, you know, a lot of passing back and forth in order to create their open looks. And, and you know, for me, that at this particular era, that's what I'm seeing with the Golden State Warriors. Now, if I saw another team playing that way and doing it better, I would start watching them because that's the style I like. Also, because I've always been short at five foot seven, I like teams that have stars that aren't as big because there's some self identity going on there. So, you know, I see Stephen Curry being six foot three, and I go, well, you know, relative to a lot of the players, he's a lot shorter. And so it's kind of cool to watch that guy bouncing like a pinball off of these giant guys he's running in between. But it really fascinates me, people who will pick a team for their whole life. Sometimes the team has good players. Sometimes they have terrible players. Why would you stay when, like, the coach changes, all the players change? It's not the same team, but there's just a name. Sometimes it's not even in the same city. You know, if, if you're the Raiders, you could be in L.A., you could be in Oakland, you could be in Nevada. What is it that makes you stay with the team? I just am really curious what your answer is going to be. This is, this, is, this is a great question. And believe it or not, Jerry, am I, is this close enough to say this is on our list tonight? Uh, yeah. yeah, I think so, it's close enough. So the, how I was going to ask the question First of all, you define the the definition of a fair weather fair weather fan. So you 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 uh, made it such that it doesn't matter. You can just switch teams and vote for the winner anytime you want. Which, no, which is, I'm a no, style which, fan. <laughs> style fan. I I'm understand. A style fan. So our question was, and I'm going to let Jer speak for a second, and you know you can work through this with us if if there's not a lot of other calls. Is our question was what makes you a fan of a team? And, and is it just where you were born, location? And if that's the case, it doesn't work for me because the Lakers, I, I've never lived in L.A. Or, and I was in Jamestown, New York when I became a Laker fan. And my reason was I liked a player on the Lakers and it stuck with me for the rest of my life. I was like 10 years old and now I'm 68 and I still like the Lakers because I liked watching the dominance and the discipline of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Lou Alcindor at the time. I liked him when he was on UCLA, and I followed him um, to Milwaukee, then I followed him to the Lakers. So what I'm asking Jerry is, our, our researcher here, is what are the reasons why people like teams? Besides style uh, of play. we I don't, it's, I don't think style of play is one of those, is it? Uh, it's alluded to um, in the lit. I think it is to a certain extent. Um so I, I put together a list of, of reasons that I kind of found through different uh, like discussion boards, articles, other things like that. Um, and I put together a list here. And I think what the, the caller had mentioned is on here. So the ones that I, I kind of put together that I thought stood out were uh, you're, you are uh, uh, influenced into it by your parents. Huh. 
Uh, that's that's number that's one. Uh, it's just the local team, which I think is connected. Where the local team, other games are televised, easy to watch. You get attached to it. Uh, I thought this one was really interesting because I'd be curious how many examples of it are there. Uh, as a child, you become attached to their logo or team name, and then you stick with them because of that. Hmm. Uh, this one is the closest to what the caller was saying about style of play, um, where you become a, f- a particular a fan of a particular player or system and huh. then become okay. invested in learning and, and watching that system. That's uh, and and then the other ones are bandwagon fans that just kind of jump around. Um, and then the last one that I hadn't thought about, but I thought this one was actually pretty fair, was uh, players that are on teams that you went to high school or college with, or yeah. that, or that you attended the same high school or college for. So a really good example of that out in my area in Oregon, especially from my coaching experience, Peyton Pritchard, who's the backup point guard for the Boston Celtics, he played at Westland High School, went to the University of Oregon. So there's a lot of Celtics fans uh, here in Oregon because he huh. went to high school out here in Oregon, and then he also went to college locally out here. So, yeah, kind of the the connection to their college or high school. So there's probably more than that, but that's kind of the list that I had put together based on my my looking at this at this question. So is that the question? Is that is that what you were getting at, caller? Why people root for teams? Yes, I mean, well, I mean, it, it it doesn't just apply to teams. I mean, it was a great list for how you pick a religion. I mean, the same thing you just <laughs> yeah. did. But, I mean, really, you may think that's funny, but it's, no, it's the so single great. biggest predictor of what religion someone will be in is the religion of their parents. Yep. So, I mean, absolutely, there's nothing else that even comes close. Nothing about the logic of the religion, the function of the religion. It's just what your parents were. But. I would like to make a comment about the Fairweather fan idea. I'm actually the opposite of a Fairweather fan because I like certain styles of play even when they're not winning. Right. right. So yep. a Fairweather fan for, fan only likes them when they're winning regardless of style of play. That's true. I, I'll, so give, I'll give you that. that. totally different than me. That, so you're... I always like teams with smaller players that do well and have a fast-moving uh, style of play, whether they win or not, I like those yeah. guys. Yeah, some of some of my favorite college basketball teams to watch are, oh boy, I'm gonna I'm gonna fumble through this. University of San Francisco, uh, Richmond, which is on the East Coast, and there's one other who's slipping my mind, but they're all like middle of the pack, not dominant, not going to be nationally ranked type type colleges. But I just love their. I, I love their coaching philosophy and from that kind of the way that they play. I love watching them, even though they don't win a lot of games or they don't, you know, like I said, they're not nationally ranked every year. But again, it's as you were saying, caller, it's that I love watching this. The way they play is really fun. Yeah. You know, the Tasmanian devil style of play, you know, it's pretty cool yeah. to watch. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 so caller, I see it now. Um, fair weather fan is based on winning and losing whereas right. with with your style of play what i'm understanding hearing style of play reason is if a team did if the warriors did change coaches and they did switch styles of play you wouldn't necessarily stick with the warriors no i'd look for somebody else that has a team that more represents how i'd like to see basketball played because it's more fun for me to watch it do you have an analogy for baseball or football 
Like do you like running um, gun football when they have a lot of passing, less running? I mean, I mean, what, what, right? It, it's actually very similar. Like if you work at look at sort of the Nebraska style, where it's you know the big grinding line, lots of run and stuff, you know, smashing into the line. That's not my favorite style. I like more sort of wide open, loose, running around. Think about how Stephen Curry plays basketball. Yeah, that's what I, I was Now wondering. think about somebody playing football the same way. It, it, it's just like in wrestling. Okay, I was a wrestler for a number of years. And I like watching the smaller and middleweights yeah. because of the way they just fly around the mat compared to the heavyweights. Every once in a while you'll see a heavyweight that can kind of do that. And people will say, oh, man, isn't that guy great? He wrestles like a middleweight. So, and it's an example of smaller, quicker, faster, you know, a lot of action. I just think that's cool. Yeah, it, it's funny, too. I, I don't remember where I saw this with the Warriors, but there was some stat I saw with them recently where they're such an outlier in today's bat- NBA where when you look at oh, I, the, the amount of time the ball is held per player, the number of screens set per possession, and the number of passes per possession – they are so much higher on that list than anybody else. They're, they're, it, they are a statistical outlier in terms of style of play compared to, to modern-day basketball in a lot of ways. And it's cool to watch. I like yeah, it. Yeah, like, it's I like great. I love it. Clock too. Pitcher, yeah. no shot clock, and everybody just stands around. And all. I mean, to me, that's, like, boring. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, I want to see constant action, constant passes, because in those passes, you know, you can watch things being set up. And I love yep. when you have an analyst that can really say, okay, you know, he passed over there because he's trying to open that guy up. They're trying to pull that guy off that guy over there. That's what that plane's designed to do. And I just really like sort of the John Madden style of uh, describing what's actually going on. 707-895-2448. Well, thank you, it, gentlemen. It, it's a wonderful call. Thank you. Thank you much. Um why do you like the teams that you like? And is it stupid? Should you just be watching the game and not cheering for what? What the heck is the reason why we're cheering for anybody anytime? I mean, this that that may be the unanswerable question, Jer. Is the whole concept of of I don't know. Um, I think it, it just makes it more interesting. I think it's more interesting to watch competition if you are rooting for somebody. Uh, I think it just kind of inherently makes it more. You, you get more invested in it. Maybe that's um, why. Maybe that's why I like. It's like I can watch any Laker game, and I'm invested in it. And I can watch any Warrior game, and I'm invested in it. Yeah. If, if it's the Timberwolves versus the Thunder, I have nothing invested in it. I just realized yeah. it. And and, and it, you're right. It's not. No, I agreed. It's not as much fun to watch. But psychologically, why? If you like the game, I, I don't know. I, do you think you have to have played? You think there's, there's a lot of fans out there that are adamant? Do you think like all crazy Oakland fans, men and women, they've all played sports? Or, or do you think they just... Um, you think it, to be an adamant, crazy, wanting your team to win real bad... Did you have to have had to compete yourself to experience that? No, not at all. Yeah, okay. Not at all. No, no, no. Not at all. There's there's a lot of crazy fans that are have never played, especially in college environment.
707-895-2448. It's funny, funny, Jerry. This has been on our list for like, for like, uh, six weeks and we haven't got to it. Yeah. It just and, shows we got a good list. Yeah. It's, and, even, for, it's even better when we make a list and then we, someone brings up something on our list. Yeah. 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 Vince brought up, um, Brittany Griner. I thought he mentioned it, but he never got to it. He mentioned a few little things here and there with kind of updates. Uh, sorry, go go ahead. And go no, hang on to that. We just got another call, but okay. I, I'd like to do an update on that if you could be ready for it. And if if we have if we have time, it's we have about twenty minutes left. Hello, yeah. caller, you're on the air. Oh, got to jump back in on that one, guys. Um, <laughs> I tell you, I don't know, I don't know who that caller is, but I like him. He comes up with some good stuff and. Uh, Always has a pretty interesting take, so uh, I do appreciate his call. Just want to make sure that's said. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, for me, like obviously, I have a I have a football team, the Buccaneers. I have a hockey team, the Lightning. I have two baseball teams because when I was young, we didn't have a team in Tampa or in Florida at all. So the Atlanta Braves closed the team, so I attached to them. So for me, it was all regionally based. As far as basketball goes, I've never attached to an NBA team. So it's way more enjoyable for me to watch NBA games than any other sport if my team is on because there's that embedded rooting. I almost, I almost forget to, to enjoy and watch the aspects of the game because I'm so busy rooting for my team. Whereas with the NBA, all I am is invested in a good game. Hmm. So kind of a you know interesting one for me because i i just love it when i can watch a game and just enjoy the athleticism the play calling all of it you know it, it's it's nice that for me vince that's college basketball for me is i i like when duke wins but i'm not heavily invested in it the nba i have my teams that i that i root for and i do get invested in but for me I love college basketball in the way a lot of people love college football, where they're just going to, the people that I know that just watch college football all day because they just love the, like, the, the, the vibe of it. That's me during sure. college basketball season. Is it, whatever Wednesday night game ESPN has for college basketball, I'm putting it on because I love watching college basketball and I could care less who wins a lot of the time. This is, uh, this is bringing calls, Vince. Uh, list, listen up. Give us a call back if you want. You got it, guys. Thanks. You're on the air. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hey. Hi. Good evening, guys. How you doing? Doing, doing well. Doing well. Okay. What's on your mind? All right. So, um, speaking of uh, what causes you to go with teams, all right, let's talk about um, right now a situation that I have, and I know other people have it too. I was a New Englander. For many years before I moved out here, I was a diehard Celtics fan, diehard Red Sox fan. So the conundrum I'm facing now is, who the heck am I going to root for in this series? Because I love both teams. <laughs> and the second thing is, when the Red Sox come to town, where am I going to sit at the Coliseum? So that's something that I'm struggling with. And I'll be honest with you. I didn't pay much attention to the Celtics till they got in the championship a few years back. Uh, but still, my heart stays with the guys from the Garden, 
And uh, it's a little bit of a conundrum that I'm sure other people are feeling too. So I'd be curious what you guys have to say about it. That's so, it. so, so the joke, the joke answer here. Hang on, is you take yeah. the, Go ahead, Jer. Are you cutting me off, Jim? No, no, no. Okay, I was sorry, telling sorry. the caller not to hang up. <laughs> so, so caller, the joke answer to this is you take the uh, Steph Curry parents approach and you make a custom jersey with one team on one side and the other team on the other side. And so then <laughs> yeah. or you split it in half down the middle, and then you can root you know, for both teams. Um, uh, this is a true story. I was at an A's game a few years back when the Sox were in town, and there was a guy there with a baseball hat that had exactly that. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. There's people that do it. Uh, and an A on the other. So, yeah. caller, did you say... Did you say who you're rooting for? I, I didn't get it if you said it. No, the question is who is you rooting for? No, I didn't. I didn't say who I'm rooting for well, because it's, it's uh, two to two. It you better, back and forth. It's two to two. You better decide pretty quick. Yeah, I know. It's true. But, you know, uh, some of it has to do with my new geography and some of it has to do with my genes from when I was growing up. You know, I watched... Uh, I watched the Celtics in the glory days of the 50s and 60s. Yeah. And, uh, man, it's hard to let go of that kind of uh, mythology, regardless of the fact that it's a completely different team and coach. There's still that mythology that stays with them. You know what I'm that, saying? Oh, that, yeah. that darn leprechaun. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, Here, here's guys, what, here's what I'll say, Collar. Here's, here's my answer. Here's my answer. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know who you should root for. I, I, I don't think it is my place to say that. <laughs> I will say, though, based on what I've heard of your story, I think you have earned the right where there is not a wrong answer here. I think whoever you choose is an acceptable answer by whatever sports deities are out there judging you. I think you have you have a there is no wrong answer. I think you have earned the right to choose one way or the other. Which way you yeah. should go with it? I, I couldn't okay. tell you though. I, I agree. I, I agree. I've made a decision, Jim. I've made a decision. I was going to say, I, I am going to root for it being a fantastically exciting series that goes seven games and everybody has fun watching it. That's I my love decision. it. Hedge, the hedge bet. Okay. I love it. You just, you do, okay. I love it. It's the best. Thank, Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, so. That's where I am with this series. I don't care who wins, I, but I'm, I don't have the connection to both places. I could care less who wins. I just want a good series. Uh, yeah, was no, it, that caller can root for whoever he, who he wants to. You know, we're we're in this discussion of what makes you a fan. And if I if I heard that caller right, and I know who it is, um, both his reasons are geography, right? Yeah, yeah. So both just current geography and and uh, past geography. Yeah, and in my view on that is, you, you are allowed, in my opinion, in, in again, in Jerry's, well, not again, but in Jerry's rules of being a fan, you are allowed to root for teams in opposite conferences, where, like, you can be, you can root for the Giants and the Yankees, or you can have an East Coast team and a West Coast team, when, but when they come together, then you got to figure out what you're going to do, and you got to, you know, maybe pick a side or, or something like that, but... I don't, I don't have any issue, especially when there's relocation involved, where you root for both teams if it's something extreme like an East Coast to West Coast move. If you were to go from, like, Boston to New York and then switch teams, going Yankees to Red Sox, that's a little bit different, right? But if there's an extreme move across the country or something like that, 
I don't think it's against any rules in my book to root for two teams. This is crazy, and and I'm I'm taking the exact opposite here. I I can't. I don't. Not only do I don't think it's okay like you do. I it doesn't even enter my realm of of consciousness. I I can't imagine rooting for both teams if I'm watching a game or rooting. I have to pick a team. Or no, I you have to pick one. But you don't. You're not obligated to pick one over the other. But are you? If, are, if you are in a situation that's led to it being acceptable to root for two teams, are you like Vince, or are you? Did you already say you can watch a good college basketball team and not care who wins? Is that what you're? Or Vince? Or is it Vince that said that? Or did you? No, all say I. That? I can't remember what Vince's version of it is. I think Vince's version of that is is professional basketball. But yes, oh. for me, I can just watch college basketball and not care who wins because I just love the environment of it and the and the the vibe of college basketball. I I can't do that. I I have to sit down, turn on the game, and then I don't even know what. It's got to be one of those five reasons that you listed. Maybe I immediately take a choice. I I like one of the logos or or. I like the coach or I don't like the coach. For some reason, I either have to like or not like something, or I can't watch the game at all. That's and it doesn't matter yeah, what. That's it, fair. Yep. It, yep. it doesn't matter what the sport is, whether it's cricket or uh, hockey. I don't know. Um. Jeez. Huh. Vince is trying to backtrack now. He says he, he, <laughs> he, he he's trying to backtrack. He said he likes a good game, but but he loves it when the New York teams lose. <laughs> That's like me with Golden State. Huh. All right, seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Um, give a call if you want to uh, tell us why you like a team or why you don't like a team. Um, have I ever even answered that question? Why I don't like the Warriors? Yes, you have. Okay, good. Um, Jerry, give a timeline. Um, I, I don't want to get reprimanded again for how how far back are we going with this? Brittany Griner from from uh, what was she doing in Russia? Where did she get caught? Why did she get caught? When did she get caught? And how long? Do, she do I have to have dates associated no, with this? No, just, can I just give this? general because I don't I don't have the the full like the timeline up in front of me. Um, so we, we got another the, call. So I'll let you. Uh, no, no, no. If we've got a call, let's let's take the call. That's that's okay. the rules here. Hello, you're on the air. Hi, this is Richard Two Trees in Willis. Hi, Richard. Hey, Richard, I'm what's on your Chicago. mind? I'm from Chicago, and in Chicago baseball, you're either a Cubs fan or a Sox fan. You, you're not both, usually. <laughs> and my dad was a Cubs fan, so I was a Sox fan. Wow. I went to University, I went to University of Illinois, and I became a University of Illinois basketball fan. But I never liked the Chicago Bears, and in 1970, I was watching the Rose Bowl, Stanford and Ohio State, and uh, the quarterback of Stanford just blew me away. That was Jim Plunkett, and he signed with the New England Patriots. He was the first round, first pick in the New England Patriots, and I have since been a New England Patriot fan. And they had some pretty crappy years until they won their first Super Bowl in 2001 with Tom Brady behind them. Uh -huh. Huh. You, you, you have a whole bunch of reasons for being a fan. And they're, so far, Jerry, they're all on our list, right? Uh, in in one way or another, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I just wanted to share that with you. And, it's, and it's funny. 
real quick, I just want to comment on this. As a Raider fan, I had no idea that Jim Plunkett ever played for anyone other than the Raiders. Huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had no idea. I didn't, I didn't follow him. I just kept with the Patriots. No oh, gotcha. Crappy, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. No matter how crappy they were for the next 30 years. You know, yeah. So. Yeah. If, boy, I want Now if, people think, oh, you're a Patriot fan because they win all the time. No, yeah. he had some, some pretty bad years there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that's a thing that my age group deals with with the Warriors a lot. Well, I mean, not just my age group in particular, but like. My, my group of high school friends was when the Warriors kind of turned the corner and went from really bad to really good, and they've had to deal with that of like, oh, you guys just became Warriors fans when they got good. It's like, no, we. They, I have a lot of friends that were Warriors fans before that as well, but my age group, we dealt with that because it was right around our high school time when they started getting good. Right. right. And it was there wasn't yeah. much to talk about before that, so yeah. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I, I'm not fond of fair weather fans, you know. <laughs> and and is that common? Um, I mean, I don't know how long you've listened to our show, but we have a few, a few major Chicago fans that call this show. I mean, mm-hmm. the good doctor calls and likes one team. The Z Man, he likes another team. They've had a few battles on our. I mean, the Cubs and the and the White Sox. Is it very common? In families, if you're from Chicago, for for Cubs and White Sox competition within families, I can't really say it was definitely in my family. Huh. But I, I, I don't know if that was generally true or not. And you know, I haven't listened to your show on Sunday night. I like I was more likely to hear it on what Friday night when it was on. It was Friday. Uh yeah, we went from we yeah. went from Wednesday afternoon to Friday night to Sunday night. Yeah, this was really the first time I've heard you on Sunday. I just happened to turn it on and go, oh, yeah, and I got something to say here. Okay, great. <laughs> Chicago. Yeah, I love it. I love it. How about the concept that Chicago just has great sports fans? I mean, yeah. wherever, it's like New York. It, it really is. Huh. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you. It's good perspective. Right. You're welcome. Appreciate Thanks for the show. Fans, Jer. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're uh, they're is they're a big part of sports, uh, and I think a lot of people didn't realize it until uh, they were gone during COVID. Like you know, fans are a big deal. Uh, it's uh, it's cool. Uh, it's cool to have them back. Uh, and yeah, it's a it's a big big part of it. And yeah, I don't know. I I'm trying to think. Like I I'm all over the place with my fan stuff. I can justify everybody that I root for, but root for, but it's all over the map. <laughs> Are you it's, stalling here? 707-895? No, no, I'm not stalling. I was just thinking about my, my list of fans. I know, I know. Or my, got, the list of teams that I All these for. callers that have called in saying why they like their, their team chair has got mm-hmm. me thinking of why I like my teams now. I never really yeah. thought about it this deep. Uh, seven, we got eight minutes left. 707-895-2448. Continue on the, um, the quick summary. I didn't even of, start yet. <laughs> Brittany Griner. Give me the short. Give me the the one and a half minute summary of where we're at right now. So, okay, I found a timeline, so I, I'm able to kind of put this together a little bit more, better now. Uh, February 17th, she's detained in Russia for uh, a hash oil being found in her luggage. Uh, video surfaces of the detention about a month later on March 5th. Uh, March 6th, the WNBA made an announcement saying all players were safe, like all other American players were safe. Um, 
Griner was leaving Russia, getting, coming back to the United States. I think their season was over. Playing on um, a Russian team, right? Yes. She okay. played for a Russian team. A lot of WNBA players play on teams in Europe or in Asia. A lot of times they make more money even because they actually have larger salaries there uh, with those teams than they do wow. uh, on their WNBA teams, which is a very interesting story. Uh, Keep going. It was a while ago the ESPN ran that, but there was a really good story of that. Um, March 17th, so about a full month after uh, her detention was extended uh, until it until May 19th, uh, and that was for legal investigation purposes. Uh, March 23rd, she meets with U.S. consulate officials for the first time. Um, and then, uh, let's see, where are we at here? I lost my train of thought. Uh, May 3rd, the U.S. government uh, declared that she was wrongfully detained by the United States government and was negotiating for her release. Um, and then from there, it kind of goes into more of like a flow of people coming out in support of her of and course. kind of like timelines being extended. There hasn't been a lot of I, unless I've missed something. I don't think there's been a lot of kind of significant updates recently other than kind of still waiting for whatever is going to happen at the end of this detention in terms of like a trial or something like that. And there's been a lot of people that have come out in support of her, whether that be players uh, in the NBA, the WNBA, uh, military officials, government officials, all, all those types of things. Hello, you're on the air. Yeah, I just have to make a comment about, about your caller calling in and saying they don't like fair weather fans. And to me, that is just like the most amazing statement in the world. Because, as we know, the three teams change, style of play changes, players change, coaches change. So, to me, the concept of staying loyal to something that is an empty shell, that is only a team logo and a name, defies credibility. It's just amazing. And I have a friend <laughs> I, I that invests think... a lot in the stock market who is a giant fan of Tesla. And he's going to go, and before that, he was an Apple fan. Well, he's done pretty well with that. But there have been times when either one of those companies could go down the tubes, could start getting caught for, you know, price fixing and, the, you know, for their shares. All these different things can happen. And he'd still be a die-in-the-wool fan of those two companies. And it just amazes me because I'm numbers-driven. I look at things and I say, let's analyze this. How are they doing? What, you know, are they playing the style I like? Does this company have good management? Are they doing good things? I approach most things that way. So if somebody wanted to send me to war somewhere, I'd look at the situation and say, oh, do I think the reasons are good enough? You know, it's, it's using your brain to decide the evidence, you know, looking at the evidence, making your conclusions, premise, premise, conclusion, trying to put stuff together in a way that uses that human faculty of reason. I, I think I mean, people just I, say, no, I loved that team when I was 10. Therefore, I'm going to love it now, even though it's the most corrupt or crooked one in the world. I, I think the criticism, me. I, I think the criticism of Fairweather fans that I think is justified comes from when I think of Fairweather fans, I, I think of people that don't make a justification for it other than I'm going to root for the team that's winning, where I wouldn't necessarily call it, like, I, I think picking 
rooting for the team that's winning because you like the style of play, I wouldn't necessarily call that being a fair weather fan because you've you've taken this additional step of I'm rooting for the team that's winning because of what insert whatever reason there. I my criticism well, it's usually I, because they're winning. And uh, you know, if you're picking stock and you see, ah, oh, that company's going to do good, and so you pick it, and then it does really good, and you make a bunch of money, a lot of people would think, man, you're a fair weather fan, but you made all the money. I, I don't know. I, I see it a little bit different in sports than that, just in the sense of you pick the team that's winning because of a reason. And where fair weather fans get criticized for me is when you're picking that, you're rooting for the team that's winning because they're winning. You're not rooting for them because of some some other reason that has led to them winning. Like, there's a player you really like on that team, or there's a style of play you really like. I, I think the criticism of Fairweather fans is you're rooting for the team just because they're winning. I don't see an issue with switch, switching teams if there's a reason behind it. I, where I see it is when it's... You're switching just because they're winning. I want. I want to say no other reason. I want. I want to say here, Jer, uh, and to the caller, um, I didn't cut you off for, for what you were saying. I cut you off because we're out of time, and I, I wanted Jerry to finish his rant there and yeah, his yeah. explanation. Oh, we are out of time, right? That's what. Yeah, we're 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 about out of time. Caller, thank you for. Heck, I think I I think that caller brought up that topic, didn't he? Yeah, originally? brought it up yeah, and he uh, brought it put up a bow he, on it as well. And, and that's why I wanted to let him finish because he did bring up the topic, and we really appreciate yeah. it. When, um, you know, Jared, we didn't finish Brittany Griner, so I'm going to bring it up again next week. I think I kind of finished the timeline. There's more to talk about, but I think I finished the, the timeline roughly on that. All righty, go ahead, wind oh. it up. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back. That'll be June 19th, one week from today. Looking forward to it, as always. Thanks for everyone that called and talked about stuff here on the show. Uh, we'll be back next week. More Sports Talk. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the Sports Phone. Talk to everybody next week. All righty, everybody. Great, great call-ins tonight. And uh, we got Sunday Evening Jazz coming up. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.